The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that for you. I bring it 30 minutes every episode. It is a Finish Strong Friday that we're recording on Thursday night. Teaching Tutorial Thursday, Professor Greg Cosell Talking edge rushers. Very, very important to hear from the NFL Films guru on, I think that's two words, by the way. I have already mispronounced weirdly. I don't know what's gotten into me. Guru, and I can't remember what the first one was. Here's what I do know, okay? I'm better in the morning than I am at night. I'll just be honest with you. I am better in the morning than I am at night, but we are recording on a Thursday night, which is great. Because our folks overseas can get it for the morning commute. Everybody can have it for their morning commute. Some of you can listen or watch tonight, Thursday night. All that matters is we got Greg Cosell talking about Kayvon Thibodeau, talking about Aiden Hutchinson, Ajabo, Jermaine Johnson, all these guys. All these guys that we think will be top 20 picks. We got the civilian GOAT, Greg Cosell, talking about him. We also, since it's the last episode of the week, we got winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Sadly, no sponsor confirmation email winner this week. It's crazy easy to take advantage of any of our sponsors, like Buck Mason today, or DraftKings any day, or MyFrontPageStory.com for Mother's Day. Really easy. But nobody did it this week. So there is no sponsor confirmation email winner. No big deal. We do have a spread the word winner. Michael Hatch retweeted a tweet from at Ross Tucker Pod talking about Zion Johnson from the college draft and Emory Hunt giving him a 90 grade, which is an all pro. Love it. Thank you, Michael. Email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Let me know what you'd like. Signed picture, signed press pass, signed football card. The world is your oyster, my friend. And then the YouTube shout-out, this is kind of funny. It goes to Ron Epp. I had never seen Ron Epp comment before. And he said, Ross, you need to get a better resting face. You look angry. 
So evidently on YouTube, my listening face, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, my listening face when I'm listening to a guest is not good. Looks like I'm angry. I mean, look, you learn something new every day. I did not know that, Ron. I do know that you get a Cameo-style video from me, the Cameo app. People have me pay for videos from me for Cameo. You get one for free, Ron. Let me know what you'd like. I don't mind when people give constructive critique. I'll try to have a better resting face. I've never heard that before. Resting face. I'll try to have a better resting face moving forward. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, I am very excited to get into the edge rushers because there's a lot of debate around a lot of these guys, actually. I mean, there's a lot of debate in what's supposed to be a pretty darn good group. So let's start, as I always like to do, at the top. Is there a guy that you like the best out of this group of edge rushers in the 2022 NFL draft? Well... I mean, if if I would pick a player that I think likely will have a quality NFL career, I think Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan probably falls into that category. I think, Ross, when you look at edge rushers, and maybe a lot of people look at it differently, certain things I look for, and, and I think an important element to me is I think in the NFL, you have to have some bend and flexibility. Um, you see a lot of guys in college football who can win with power against offensive tackles who will not play in the NFL. You see a lot of guys in college who can just run by offensive tackles. Again, a lot of these offensive tackles they play against will not play in the league. So I think when you're really looking at pass rushers, you have to think about a number of things. You have to start with the idea that the sort of the three to four yard metric is really important in projecting pass rushers because you've got to be able to win within that metric to some degree. There's a lot of pass rushers who can win with secondary uh, reactions, and that's fine. But that may not happen in the NFL. So, uh, you know, I think you have to sort of start there with guys who can win relatively early in the down or – who can get to the outside edge of offensive tackles and then flatten and close. Because a lot of guys can get to the outside edge, but they can't flatten and close. What I think is interesting about Hutchinson is, I think all these guys, Greg, there's some debate. I think everyone kind of agrees that Hutchinson will be good. I think the debate is whether or not he'll really be special or whether or not he's really worthy of going that high. I think there are some people that think he'll have a good career, but not a great one. Do you see where that's coming from? Yeah, I do understand that because, you know, Hutchinson, obviously, he's he's long. He's athletic. Um, I think he has outstanding quickness off the ball, explosive short area quickness. But he's not really a bender. He's got a staple move that worked all the time in college where he took a step or two to the outside and then immediately – cut back inside off that step and he hurt a, uh, he killed a lot of people with that move that was his staple move it was an inside counter off an um an initial upfield step or two um my guess is in the NFL that's not going to happen at the same degree uh, that it did in college football um 
you'd say that he does not have ideal flexibility and bend off the edge, but his game is predicated, Ross, much more on short area explosiveness and power and highly refined and strong heavy hands, rapid fire hand movements. He's a rapid fire hand guy. Um, I think his, his feet and his hands are really well coordinated and that allowed him to to win a lot with a combination of, of foot quickness and perfectly timed hand strength and arm moves. So he's not a true bender, but I think he'll be a good player. Really curious to get your opinion on Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, another guy that, boy, there's a lot of conversation around Thibodeau, some of it coming from him. What did you see on the tape? Because he seems to think people aren't really watching the whole tape. I know you do. What yeah. did you see from Thibodeau? Um, I think Thibodeau is another guy that has some concerns. Um, I thought at this point watching his tape that he's he showed more as a run defender with his strong, heavy hands th- than he did as a pass rusher. He's another guy that kind of lacks that bend and flexibility and he had issues and struggles flattening his rush path when he was able to clear the arc. Um, did you see it every once in a while? Yes. And I'm sure there'll be some who think, okay, because you saw it once in a while that he can do it. But he did a, a classic case. He could not flatten his rush path with the way you really want him to be able to do. Thibodeau, in many ways, reminded me of a 20 pounds less Jadavion Clowney. Um, and, and, Clowney obviously was a number one pick in a draft, but keep keep in mind that Clowney is likely to be playing Ross with his fifth team at the age of 28. You and I both know that premium edge pass rushers don't play with five teams by the time they're 28 years old. So Clowney, as the number one pick, has never become that true premium edge rusher. And I'm curious to see about Thibodeau. Um, I could see him moving inside just like Clowney does in the NFL. I could see Thibodeau moving inside in sub fronts and be more successful doing that. Um, he's a strong player. I just don't know if he can, you know, flatten consistently on the outside. Very interesting. Really interesting. You know, I guess everybody looks at things differently. I, I'm happy to hear that he's a good run defender, you know, because some of these kids, they don't really care about that. That tells me a little bit about his personality and that he's willing to be physical and he cares about that, which I know defensive line coaches do. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought he was better at that, quite honestly. All right. There's a bunch of guys we could talk about next, Greg. There's Karloftis from Purdue. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, Ojabo from Michigan, who unfortunately tore his Achilles yep. at the Pro Day, Evacati from Penn State. Who's the next guy you think we should talk about? Uh, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, to me, Jermaine Johnson really looks the part of an NFL edge defender. Um, he's long, he's wiry, he's athletic, he's got great arm length, he's got natural quickness and change of direction, he's got closing birth, burst and speed. Um, he played a lot stronger than kind of his lean, wiry frame suggested. He, he had a power element to his game, both as a run defender and pass rusher. He's naturally quick. Um, he used his hands well. Uh, I'll say this about Johnson. It would not surprise me, Ross, if two, three, four years down the road, 
he really becomes a big-time edge rusher in this league and maybe even the best one of the group. Um, I really liked his tape. I thought there was a lot going forward to really you – know, I hate to use the word upside. It's an overused word. But I think that he has what it takes to become a really, really good pass rusher in the NFL. Here's what I think is interesting about him, Greg. On the one hand, it's like, man, he wasn't able to really get more playing time at Georgia. That's interesting. On the flip side, he bet on himself. He goes to Florida State and dominates. So, I mean – you know, it's like it's like a lot of these things, Greg. I know you don't dive into this. You just watch what the kid does on tape, and I get it. But I know that's not all the coaches and front office do. They they wonder why he didn't play more at Georgia. Well, and some of them will wonder that. Other others will say, you know what? He realized he could do it and wasn't getting as much time as he deserved. He went. He bet on himself and flourished. Well, it's funny you say that because obviously Georgia has a ton of defensive players coming out in this year's draft. So I've already looked at Georgia's defense. I've watched five guys in detail, multiple, multiple games. None of those guys play a ton of snaps, Ross. They have five stars out the wazoo. So even guys coming out this year that are being talked about as first-round picks, I'm talking about front seven players, they don't play all the snaps either with very, very few exceptions. So that is not that's not necessarily a knock on Jermaine Johnson. He probably wanted to go somewhere where he was going to play pretty much every snap. And actually, his tape from George in 2020 was very, very good. Um, so, you know, that and I know teams do look at that, but this guy has a lot of traits and I think he'll be a very good pro player. Glad we brought up Georgia. Greg. Should we be talking about Trayvon Walker today, or should we save that for the D-tackle conversation? Uh, we could save it. I mean, let, let's. you mentioned George Karloftis. I like Trayvon Walker a lot, by the way, but we'll save that. But So let's talk about George Karlof, Karloftis. Um, he's a fascinating guy because he was, a, in high school, he was a state champion in the shot put. So his upper body and his hands are incredibly strong, Ross. That's his game. But he has kind of a stiff, inflexible lower body. So a lot of times he'll do really good work with his hands and his upper body, but his lower body can't necessarily support it, and he gets stuck. There's a lot of pass rushes where his feet stop. So he's going to be a fascinating guy because if you just watch his tape, you're going to go, wow, look at him move people. But then he gets stuck. And the question is, is he going to move people at the NFL level the same way that he does in college? I don't know the answer to that. You know, that's, teams have to figure that out. Uh, but he is really powerful. He's really efficient with his hands. He initiates contact. He plays off, off contact with really calculated active hands. Um, he's got a pretty nuanced feel for how to attack offensive tackles. Um is what's the balance between his outstanding hand usage and upper body strength, his less than desirable length and athleticism, which is, is again, his lower body athleticism is not really there. Um, could he be a guy that moves inside as well and works against guards when you get to sub fronts? I think he could be that guy. And I think he can be deployed in multiple alignments. I remember uh, seeing him at the U.S. Army Bowl uh, when he was there. 
And he he does he's not one of your these long lean DN types no. at all. No, he, and you I, know he kind of reminded surprised. me. Of- I was surprised he was ranked as high as he was, Greg. When you just look at him, because yeah. he, just, he doesn't look like what you're thinking. No, I would agree. And he kind of reminded me of. And this guy's a nice player in the league. Um, he actually had a ton of sacks in college, but I knew he wouldn't be that guy in the NFL. And he's a good player. He kind of reminds me a little of Emmanuel Agba. Ooh, interesting. Well, you just got a big contract, so. Oh yeah, no, um, I mean, but I, but you wouldn't. When you mention Agba, you don't go, wow, great edge pass rusher. Right, right. Good, really um, good player, but not that guy. Yeah, I'm going to throw some more names at you. Um, Kingsley Agbare from South Carolina, Ajabo from Michigan, Evacati, Penn State. Who's next, Greg? Um, we could talk about Ajabo and, and Evacati. Let's let's start with Ebi- Is it Evacati or Keddy? I'm not sure, but um, let's start with him. I, I really liked his tape. Um, it's funny because he looked longer on tape than his actual height. He's under 6'3", but he looks longer on tape, but he's got really long arms, and his frame looks kind of sleek. I mean, he he, he kind of slips into gaps in the run game. Um, he needs work as a pass rusher in terms of a wider repertoire because essentially in college, he won almost all the time on the high side of the offensive tackle, meaning the outside. Um He's got natural athleticism. He's got flexibility and bend. He He's a guy that can clear the arc and then flatten with burst and speed to the quarterback. Um, so, you know, he's a player that I really did like. I think there's work to be done because he you can't just win one way, as you know, Ross, in the NFL as a pass rusher. You know, there's there's very, very, very few guys who can do that. And he's not going to be one of them, but there's a lot there. Um, let's turn our attention to Ajabo, and it's a shame about him. Um, that's a really bad injury for any position, obviously, but certainly for a um, uh, a pass rusher. But he's – it's funny, you know, when you watch Michigan tape, what you see, you see Hutchinson, you see Ajabo, and Ajabo immediately, you see, has much more natural quickness and explosiveness than Hutchinson. He just – he's a better better athlete. His feet are lighter. He's got great lateral quickness. He can stress offensive tackles right off the snap with burst and speed. He generates immediate velocity. A lot of times you'd see the tape and offensive tackles were immediately in reactive mode because this guy has explosive burst, particularly when he's a wide nine pass rusher. And he could dip that inside shoulder and win off the edge. He can get low. He seemed to have a second gear as he flattened and closed with speed to the quarterback. Um, So, you know, he's – if he can get back to what his he, he was, he's he's going to be a very very good pass rusher in the NFL. Um, I don't know enough. You know, I'm not a doctor. I couldn't tell you about that stuff. I know Brandon Graham from the Eagles, who's 32, 33 now, is coming off an Achilles as well. Um, it's that's a really tough injury for a position that demands such reactive change of direction. All right. So you said something really interesting, though. You know, he's been ranked. You know, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, you know, before the injury. But you said when you watch Michigan tape, Ajabo has much more natural explosiveness and athleticism. Why wasn't Ajabo ranked higher then, Greg? That I can't answer, but he hasn't played a ton of, of football. You know, he's he's a guy that 
has not had the, the level of experience as a lot of these guys. So it's very possible. Um, you know, he was a four-star recruit coming out of the state of New Jersey. He actually, you know, and he won the 100-meter dash in, in 2018 in New Jersey. I mean, this kid is very athletic, but I think there's a sense, and, and I never know what people mean by this because no one explains it. You know how there's certain words, Ross, that people throw out that no one explains? Like I hear he's raw. What does that mean? And I'm not trying to be sarcastic. What does that mean? You have to explain what that means. If you say someone is raw or unrefined, I think you got to say what that means. Yeah, well, for any position, usually I think that that means just doesn't have as many uh, pass rush moves. Tools Maybe in the toolbox as a hand work. if he's raw. I'm yeah, just so, guessing, Greg. Yeah, I, so, I mean, look. You know, don't forget, he's not quite as big a man as Hutchinson. Um, he didn't have the same level of production. You know, I don't know. Look, Ajabo is is a guy, you know, assuming that he can come back to what he, he was athletically. He's another guy that could end up being a, a really dominant edge pass rusher. Hutchinson, to me, just getting back to him really quickly, I think Hutchinson will be a really good player in all areas. Hutchinson's a really good run defender as well. I probably should have mentioned that. We always think of pass rush, and you know we're talking about quote unquote edge rushers, but Hutchinson's a really good edge pass. I mean, really good edge run defender who has a great feel for playing off blocks, arm extension to keep his feet clean. He can set the edge and squeeze back inside. Hutchinson's more complete. Hutchinson is the kind of guy that if, if you draft him, you're getting a complete player. He just, as, as a pure, pure pass rusher, he doesn't have the same athletic traits as David Ajabo. Check him out on social media. That's the key, at Greg Cosell. That way you always know everything that he's up to, including right here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast each and every week. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Greg is phenomenal, and edge rusher, Probably the best position in this draft. So just fantastic get to get his insight on the edge rushers. Just like it's fantastic to get all these clothes from Buck Mason. They are second to none. I've been having my wife order these for me like it's her job, which it most certainly is not. Black Pima curved hem Henley. Faded black Venice wash vintage thermal surplus tea. I love the extra-large marled gray felted chore coat. Awesome. The key, though, is how well all this stuff fits. It's like a tailored look and fit for everything. Curved hem tee? GQ called it the best T-shirt in the game. In the game. Once you try Buck Mason, they will become your go-tos as well. Head over to buckmason.com slash Ross and get a free t-shirt with your first order. So you literally get to get GQ calls it the best t-shirt in the game and you get it for free with your first order. That's B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash Ross to get a free t-shirt with your first order. Buckmason.com slash Ross. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Ross, let's start today with Derek Carr. He gets a new deal, $121.5 million extension. That's over three years from the Raiders. It is, though, a very team-friendly deal. Well, so it's interesting because he only gets $24.9 million fully guaranteed. Um, but I think to get rid of him after one year, he would have made 40 some million dollars. He makes 100 million in the first 3 years, which is very good. The new money is a little over 40 million dollars a year, 40.5. He could have gone for more. So, it's I would say the structure is team friendly, but the amount is Pretty Derek Carr friendly, hundred million in the first three years. That's a pretty good first three cash flow there. I'm just glad he got it done. He told his agent Raiders or golf, so that's not exactly putting his his agent in a position to succeed. So I think it worked out about the way it should. Ducks takes two guys who it has not worked out the way it they thought it should, and they've voiced their opinions. Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton both talked recently on podcasts, and if they want to get signed, it's what they're talking about, not really helping them. Right, so obviously Baker Mayfield is under contract with the Browns, and his fifth-year option is guaranteed. We all know he's not going to be playing for the Browns. He wants to start somewhere. I don't know how it helps you to go on a podcast and say that you felt like the team disrespected you. They gave you every chance. You continuously did things like this podcast that are not befitting of the CEO of an organization, which is what the quarterback is, and you didn't play well enough. And then he goes over all of the different GMs, all the different coordinators he had, head coaches, Which, by the way, some people will say, Ross, he's just telling the truth. Absolutely, I agree. How does that help him? How does it help him to say that? It, to me, comes across everything he said came across as pointing the finger elsewhere, absolving himself of any blame. Well, my injury was this bad. Let me tell you, we have this many coaches, this many coordinators. Where's the personal accountability? Where's the personal responsibility? That's the problem with Baker Mayfield. It's not there. That podcast, doing the podcast at all, let alone saying some of the things he said, did not help him at this situation of his career. Didn't help him at all. He doesn't get it. And then Cam Newton's comments, I'm not even going to get to what Cam Newton said. You can Google it, but obviously doesn't help him. And quite frankly, both these guys have done a bunch of things like this during their careers, which is part of the reason why they're in this position in the first place. Because they've done things like this throughout their career that 
Just don't help them. Just don't put them in a positive light with their organization. You know who else is not in a positive light in his organization? Dan Snyder in Washington. Evidence of financial improprieties are mounting against Snyder and the commanders. Brian, you're getting good at the segue thing. Thank you. Appreciate that. And are we both wearing like Columbia or Carolina blue right now? Yeah. Yes, we are. Wow. We like match, number one. Number two, your segues have become excellent. Thank you. You know, it's hard to believe, but I know people that are Washington fans. This is about as excited as they've been about the team in a long time. They really think there's a possibility that Snyder's going to have to sell the team and they couldn't be happier. Think about how bad that is. I mean, that is just brutal if you think about it, that that's the position that Daniel Snyder has put this organization in. You know, a 24-year employee has evidence, he says, of two different books, and he talks about how they did it, very specific. Man, it does not look good for Daniel Snyder at all. And even if the owners don't force him to sell, it's just such a bad taste in the mouth of all of the Washington fans that it would be so much better for the league if he did sell. Takes. Some transactions to get to. We'll start with Steve Nelson, two years, $10 million with the Houston Texans. Seahawks pick up Noah Fant's fifth-year option and give Geno Smith $7 million for this upcoming season. Falcons sign tight end Anthony Ferkser. Packers sign uh, Sammy Watkins. Cardinals re-sign A.J. Green. And the Niners sign defensive end Kamoko Toure. Is that, do I pronounce that correct? Yeah. Yeah, Kamoko Toure. By the way, last thing about the Washington thing, Bri, it just stinks. You know, I started my career there. I finished my career there. I don't want them to be like the worst organization in the NFL or one of them. It stinks. Steven Nelson had a very good year, for a very solid year, I thought, for the Eagles. So I'm happy he gets two years, $10 million. I think he deserves that. The Seahawks picking up Fant's fifth-year option makes sense. Geno Smith, $7 million. I guess they want to make sure that they are in – a greater position of strength when talking with the Browns about Baker Mayfield. But I don't know, man. Now they got Geno Smith. They have Drew Locke. Maybe they draft somebody. Maybe they don't want Baker Mayfield. Maybe they're like, we don't think he's the guy. We don't want him. It's weird. It's really – Baker Mayfield's in a bad spot. Ferkser's a former Harvard tight end. They had four straight tight ends go to the NFL which is just unbelievable. Been in the league for a while. Uh, you know, uh, in this case, Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, is his lifeline. Sammy Watkins, a lot of ability. I'm not really remembering the last time it felt like he put it together. I, you'd have to refresh my memory, maybe with the Chiefs like three years ago. I don't know. doesn't seem like he puts it together. 
A.J. Green had some moments, but probably overall disappointing last year. And Kamoko Ture is really just, in my mind, filling the Arden Key role. You know, Arden Key had a good season. I think they feel like with their D-line coach, uh, Kachurik, they bring in Ture, he could have even another better year than he had. I think he had five and a half, six and a half sacks for the Colts. I think they could think he could maybe even do even better if they bring him in, especially across from Nick Bosa. Shout-outs, by the way, are in order. Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, Sportaculture, Pizza Boy Brewing. That'll do it for us for the week. If you didn't already, College Draft was awesome. Talking O-line. Then, of course, but of course, we've got Fantasy Feast, which was awesome as well. Talking receivers. And then how about Steve and I taking our first look at the season win totals? You're going to want to hear that. We went over every team on the Even Money podcast. How many games we think they'll win, based on right now, including your team. Other than that, please take advantage of a sponsor and email me because... I like giving out a sponsor confirmation email winner, RossTucker.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 